We would like to advise that the following program may contain adult themes, occasional nudity, and language that may offend some listeners. Thank God it's... Welcome to the Lindley Evans Music Studio at the ABC in Ultimo for another edition of Thank God It's Friday. I'm Richard Glover and this week with the music, it's Josh Pike! And our panel, Tommy Dean, James O'Loughlin, Zoe Coombe-Marr! And our lovely audience this week, drawn from Dubbo, Lismore, Blackheath, Blackheath, Newcastle, Ben Boker and Queanbeyan! But first, of course, here is the news from nowhere. The list of finalists in the Archibald Prize were announced yesterday. So I've been thinking about art and art galleries. And a few years back, at the Museum of Contemporary Art, there was an exhibition featuring two traditional Greek busts, each sitting atop a plinth. And a third bust had fallen from its perch and lay smashed on the floor. It was that way on purpose. It was an artwork called The Third Bust. And walking from one gallery to the other, you were supposed to pick your way through the broken pieces. It's contemporary art, ladies and gentlemen. Marvellous. Now, the day I went, there was this museum guard sitting nearby, and instantly I had this great idea. I approached her and, with a sweep of my hand, indicated the shards of broken statue. Then, with the twitching smile of someone about to unleash a particularly good joke, I said, gee, you haven't been doing a very good job. Looks what, look what's happened. And she, now she looked at me and stared at me with a gaze of unspeakable weariness. And suddenly I realised about 47 people had already tried out this joke on her and it was not even lunchtime. The union movement spends a lot of time agitating for workplace safety, yet there has been no major study of the effect of repetitive joke syndrome, or RJS, on employees. Almost every job suffers from at least one repetitive joke. In this case, I was the perpetrator, but I have also been the victim of RJS. Item one, I am 22 years old and working as a waiter at the Sydney Hilton Function Centre. Each night, I must serve a platter of fish balls, offering them to each patron in turn. Roughly 73% of men and 22% of women greet my offer of would you like a fish ball with the response, pretty big fish. (laughs) Item two. I am 23 years old and working at David Jones's city store during the Christmas rush. I have scored the job operating the old-fashioned lift. Roughly 100% of customers, upon getting into the lift, look at me and say, gee, son, this must be a pretty up-and-down sort of job. (laughs) When will the union movement face up to the damage that is being done? When will WorkSafe Australia step in with some laws? Building sites are forced to display notices warning about safety hats and proper boots. What about a sign in the David Jones lift saying, hey, I've already heard it. 
Consider the state's police officers. Not only do they have to cope with violence and abuse, they also have to cope with the repetitive joke. Every time they pause in the street, someone will say, he went that way. Every time they walk into a hamburger joint, the two young men behind the counter point to each other and say, he did it, officer, he did it. Hilarious. Police are not the only victims, of course. There are people involved in making and selling bras. Must be an uplifting sort of job, mate. There are the barmaids. I'd like two jugs, love. And have you got any beer as well? Uh, And there are the people employed by councils under the title Noxious Weeds Officer. Oh, go on, mate, you're not that bad. There are the people who are particularly tall. What's the temperature up there, mate? There are the people with odd names. (laughs) Mr Youngman. (laughs) Well, you better grow up a little. (laughs) And there are the people... And there are the people who have had ten kids. Have you figured out what's causing them? Then there are the witticisms so predictable that people feel under a compulsion to utter them. When you see your neighbour washing his car, what do we all say? You can do mine next, mate. Uh, Seeing someone in in paint-splattered clothes. Did you get any on the walls, mate? Uh, Meeting someone with a name tag saying, Pat, is that a name or an instruction? (laughs) The least I can do is to return to the Museum of Contemporary Art. I shall present myself to the security guard and explain that I work in radio. Well, she'll say, just like people always do, really, radio. Well, you've got a great face for it. (laughs) And have her revenge. That's the news from nowhere. Hey, Richard. Hey, James. uh, Many years ago, you might have forgotten this, you educated me on the radio broadcaster's um, uh, joke. Mm-hmm. We were walking down the corridor and your show was on and you'd done a pre-record. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes we record things beforehand and then play them into the show, like if someone's mm. overseas or whatever, mm-hmm. the times don't work. And so this <laughs> happened and uh, and uh, Richard's show was on there. He was walking down the corridor and I said, hey, shouldn't you be in there? And Richard sort of... he. I remember this record. He went to almost pretend to laugh and then he stopped himself because I just started and he thought he should ed- educate me and he said, you know, that's what everyone says all the time. Mm. Don't say it again. It's, it's, and it's called a pre-record. Yeah, that's it's right. about five a day. Yeah. yeah, that's right. Don't make that joke again. We'll get really sick of you. Um, and you know, there's a famous basketball. I, I won't mention but they, they copped, an American basketballer, they copped, what's the weather like that so many times that eventually when someone asked this guy, he spat on the person and said, <laughs> it's raining. <laughs> Very good. Uh, let's, uh, let's check you up with this week's news. Which, uh, which politicians were a little green when it came to the rules of the game? Well, this is, uh, this is, this is right up my alley. I, I really felt for each and every one of them. And the ones that will still be discovered. Uh, we're talking about the Greens. Uh, the Greens uh, the, the found out that they belong to a variety of countries. Um, which makes me think, what I've long, I've long offered the idea that Australia has never been a big fan of paperwork. <laughs> so I think it's fully, fully understandable that nobody goes back and finds out what their passport was when they were three. Who does it? I'm not a citizen of this country uh, simply... Uh, because I don't want to be a senator. That is why. <laughs> as soon as you get so are you a Jew? Are you a Jew? No, as soon as you get dual citizenship, you get you... elected. <laughs> I just couldn't handle the responsibility. So. I, I must say I'm very surprised that there's no one in the Greens who might have... I mean, I can understand a person who's never been elected before not adverting to their mind to it, but no one in the party to actually say, by the way... 
you know, just got to tick this box. Can you help me tick it? It's not like there's 48 things you got to be to be uh, in the Australian Parliament. There's just five. One of them is about being convicted uh, of a crime. There's three others, and there's not be a ci- so it's not a. It's almost like the Greens. Well, they were citizens, but they were dual. They were also yeah, yeah, one. Yeah. One was a Kiwi, a mysterious Kiwi. Yeah. The other was a mysterious Canadian. But you're not allowed to be a citizen of another country, and it's probably pretty obvious why. You know, so you, you're committed to this country if you're making laws for it. But if they're only Kiwis, they're not going to hurt us. <laughs> Well, clearly the Greens are having their vetting process going through the, the student union or something, <laughs> legal aid at the student centre. But um, maybe it's just a, maybe it's just a terrible mistake, and they took reducing your carbon footprint too literally. <laughs> Just decided to get rid of some actual feet. It's almost like they're. It's almost like they're trying to steal the. We're not quite sure what's going on in this Parliament thing. Brand from One Nation by doing this. <laughs> Poor old Greens. Uh, now, who won some superpowers for being super loyal this week? Who won some superpowers? Oh, the super villain Dutton. <laughs> He's uh, added, uh, what, what is it, is it a- ASIO and the... A- uh, the AFP. Yeah. So, so he already has, he's the Minister for Border Protection. Border Protection, he adds he's able ASIO to appear the- under your bed in a dark night, um, <laughs> creep around corners like a ghost, uh, appear in your nightmares. <laughs> Every, no one's laughing, they're just like, yeah, he can do that. <laughs> he can and does. Uh, it's terrifying, isn't it? Sort of some kind of Faustian pact that, and we all know how that turned out. It's all, it's all deeply <laughs> It ended badly. Yeah, it ended badly. Guys? <laughs> yeah, I'm sure there are many that. examples of it, but I, I rarely equate, you know, pop culture and, and moments. You know, I always separated, like, specifically in this case, television shows that I'm watching, and occasionally you see that they've drawn some lines from real life. Mm-hmm. Uh, but just in the last uh, few four or five days, uh, my wife and I have been... Uh, binging, so to speak, uh, A Handmaid's Tale. Yeah, the Margaret Atwood dystopia. And the the first episode, you thought, oh, this is crazy. This could never happen. And then a couple more happy. This is so crazy. This can't happen. And then this happened. (laughs) Yeah. We're on our way. And then all the stuff with Donald Trump Jr. happened. And the way it all sort of falls together. I'm starting to wonder (laughs) if I'm in a TV show. (laughs) Like it wow. feels like this is the kind of stuff that people would watch and go, this is not going to happen. Yeah. Tommy, I'm this is radio. Yeah, so Margaret, radio. Margaret Atwood, lift your game. Yeah. I, look, the thing that worried me about the I don't know whether the super ministries are good or bad idea. The thing that worried me about it, though, was that Peter Dutton said that the Australian Domestic Spy Agency and the Federal Police are, quote, excited <laughs> about the new super ministry. I don't want the people in charge of our country's security to kind of ever get excited about anything. They should not be excitable types, much less be excited about, hey, here's an administrative reorganisation. Woohoo! Like, James Bond never got excited about anything. The worst things in the world was happening. It was just like, well, we'll just handle this yeah. some way. I want our spy chiefs to be like that. Like James, James Bond never said, we're getting new letterhead. Yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> Come on, Q. That's right. Hey, we have to change our logo. <laughs> <laughs> How are they going to be when there's a real flopping crisis? Just in case, just in case I sounded flippant, I would like to say that I completely support this new super ministry and I don't want them to in any way... <laughs> I just don't want to be on a list, is what I'm saying. <laughs> I don't want to be on a list. Well, you've, you've revealed you're not a citizen. Well, I, that's my, I should have probably mentioned that. Yeah. yeah. What Maybe I meant to say was, I am currently going through the paperwork to become a fine citizen. 
and I, I've never done anything wrong. I think, I think you're being very generous because Peter Dutton will come and visit you in your dreams instead and give Zoe a break tonight. So that'll... Yeah. that'll, that'll well, it's I've met Peter Dutton. Maybe we should part. look into Peter Dutton's citizenship. He's clearly from the Democratic Republic of Hell. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, horrible. he's horrible. I can't... Yeah. Oh, oh. Like, you know, We're going to get a comedian who loves him on next week in the interest of bias. I, I, I just need to find what a, one. What a hilarious comedian. <laughs> oh, that Dutton, he's a, bit of, he's a bit of all right, isn't he? That would be the response. <laughs> uh, do, do you do a transcript of this show? Oh, no. No, no I just love no. you. How would you spell that? Dutton, he's just... <laughs> <laughs> Who was the who who made the Whovians anxious? Oh, this is about Doctor Who uh, yeah. being cast, a woman, a, fe- a woman being cast, Jodie Whittaker, after 54 years, 12 previous incarnations, has become the first female Doctor Who. I just wonder, was it, like, did he just wake up and I'm a woman now? Had he been feeling this coming on for the last three or four <laughs> incarnations? Did he voluntarily transition? I guess for the first episode, like, oh, my God, none of my, sh- sh- my, none of my clothes fit now. The buttons are on the wrong side. Um, I've got smaller feet. I've got to buy some new shoes. I'm more intelligent. I'm more intelligent, <laughs> clearly. Um, yeah, it's, it's interesting whether the doctor gets any say. Yeah. You know, in, oh in my what god, I'm able to express my emotions in words. <laughs> Just quoting you there. I think I found I don't watch Doctor Who. I don't know anything about Doctor Who at all. Uh, but I do know that uh, my Facebook feed and the lit up, and I was really quite disturbed at how many people were angry, like deeply angry. And I couldn't help but think. I don't know if I've mentioned this before, but I've been watching. A Handmaid's Tale. <laughs> you might have. I wasn't listening to what you said before, so you might have. It just felt weird that suddenly you were women on it. the outskirts again. It just didn't seem. It just didn't seem. I didn't think it was possible. Yeah. It didn't seem like it was possible that it now in 2017 we would be that freaked out uh, that a time traveler. Is uh, anyone freaked out? Who's freaked out? You know, oh, they're, they're, they're what, half right. the world is freaked out. Yeah. Yeah. He's gone out. mad. Sure, he's a time traveling alien. Yeah. What the spaceman? But uh, but he's a spaceman. Right. Yeah. The, 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 space sun, the Sun newspaper, ridiculous. for instance, in Britain, said it was political correctness gone mad and had its revenge by finding every nude picture they could of the poor actress and putting them all over page three and and <laughs> saying you know and, and, and saying this is this is a you know the a sign that the BBC is crazy. Yeah, right. Well, wow. A, I never get cast. a woman doctor. What are we going to call her? Nurse who? <laughs> <laughs> Um, now, uh, this week marks the 200th anniversary of the death of Jane Austen, whose novels depict the intricate rules of the dating game in the England of the early 1800s. Couples chaperoned elaborate social occasions. Was the world of dating better then or now? And how would Austen's characters go in a world of Tinder? James O'Loughlin. Yeah, look, it's tricky, isn't it? We live in a world where ads can be personalised based on your Google search, but we can't get the love thing right. We've tried many ways, but it's always... You know, I think the closest we've got to it being perfect is obviously The Bachelor and (laughs) The Bachelorette. Um, I think that's a wonderful way of doing it. You know, Elizabeth, will you give Mr Darcy a rose? I think that would have worked well for them. Um, We seem to have come... Almost full circle in that back in Jane's day, Ms Austin, as I would have had to call her there, a flash of not 
even a real ankle, but just a stocking covering an ankle would have been pretty much as good as it gets. These days, people have Tinder, have sex, and then say, and I guess I, what's your name? <laughs> um, so it's sort of turned around. Where will it go? I don't know. But I, I, I kind of think in the computer age, uh, well, you know, will it solve it or is love one of those few things uh. that is un? Quantifiable. Zoe, would it have been easier to find your Ms. or Mr. Darcy in the days of Austin or now? Not for me. I'm a dyke. Yeah. Um, I, I, I offered you a Ms. Darcy. <laughs> yeah, no, it wouldn't have been great. It wouldn't be heaps easy then, um, <laughs> with or without the apps. Um, but, uh, I mean, I don't really know. I, I fortunately, I, I am in a pretty long partnership and have been since I sort of missed out on the, the kind of the the Tinder thing. I've never done the internet date, dating thing. So it all feels like it's, I mean, everyone does it now though. It's very, it's super common. It used to be super seedy though, but now there's all these like weird codes and, and tricks and things. Like I heard someone say something like, if you say that the Shawshank Redemption is your favorite movie, it's code for you're a sure shag. Yeah. Wow. Which is wow. weird. Cause I thought the code for being a sure shag was that you were on a dating app. <laughs> um, <laughs> Yeah. But yeah, well, I there don't are all know. these codes. What if you just pe- like the Shawshank Redemption? Pe- people say that in the is it this is this right? The Woolworths in Neutral Bay. If you have bananas in your trolley, it's a is that right or Edgecliff? What does it mean? Yeah, if you've got bananas in your trolley, yeah, you're up. You're up. You're for available. Everything. Yeah, really. But what if you love bananas like me and you're not available? Yeah, right what now? if you just buy? How bananas? do I get my bananas? It's well, like- no, no. I think I think it's not it's not just generic bananas anywhere in the trolley. Like uh, for a man, you want to hang the bunch at the end of the trolley. <laughs> Ah. Like a like a rhino's horn. <laughs> Next to some oranges on either side, yeah. perhaps. Yeah. Well, maybe for you, watermelons. Hey. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I'm at. Yeah, I mean it just seems like a weird kind of game, doesn't it? It's sort of I don't get it. I don't like games though, so I mean, some people say it's more romantic in Austin's time because there are so many barriers between the couple. It makes it more entrancing. It makes it more exciting that she has to sort of battle to even see Mr. Yeah, but very frustrating. You know, imagine how many people would have been going home, limping home almost. <laughs> very, oh, yeah. I saw her ankle, but that's all. <laughs> when she, uh, when she asked me if I wanted to do some needlepoint, what did, did that mean? Or did it just mean needlepoint? I don't know. <laughs> It's basically a dick pic back then. <laughs> oh, I wanted to. I wanted to. I think you know. I think they. I think maybe at the time, maybe passion was more sustained. You know, like uh, in a modern realm. You know, they just they start making out and then bam up against the wall and the clothes fly off and suddenly they're in bed. It's like seconds, but whoa! Like, what it's a great over. sketch in the eighteen hundreds. You know, like, boom, you start making out and then you got to work through like nine layers of dress. Yeah, you got to work out how to get a corset off <laughs> or the stock. I mean, you really got to be passionate. To you get have to be an all expert. You have to be an expert in crinoline. You, you got to know how to take yeah. things off. You got to put things away properly. You got to know how to dress the maid in case you got to call her in to help out. <laughs> <laughs> do you think they were just trying to kill time? Like they didn't have any television or anything, so they're just like, I don't know, what do we do? Layers on women. <laughs> <laughs> more layers, more buttons, <laughs> more corsets. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I, I missed out too. I've been married for a long time, so I, I never experienced the idea. I suppose the closest I come to internet dating is eBay. <laughs> That's probably like I really research. 
Yeah. There will be something. I don't think at some some point there'll be something that says you are going to be attracted to these eight people within knowing everything I do about you, says your supercomputer, you'll be attracted to these eight people who live in a 40-kilometre basis. You have an 86% of followers. And the computer will use every internet search you've ever done, everything you've ever written. It'll take it all into the supercomputer and go boom. I reckon. I reckon that'll happen. And it'll probably be wrong, but yeah. it'll, it'll be... There's not much romance in that, though, is there? Not true. But isn't the worst thing in the world? Don't you think, you know, like, you think, oh, love, it's so great. But actually, the bit where you like someone before you know if they like you, mm. that's like the worst thing in the world. No, that's you? the best thing in the no, world. No, it's Pretty terrifying. You've got to ring them up. You know, oh, hi. Oh, God. I mean, hi. I mean, oh, God. <laughs> Why can't I just speak? Hi, I just want to. You know, I once asked a girl on a date and I said, I had to change the lock in here. I wonder if you want to go out. And she said, sorry, can you just speak a little bit slower? I didn't catch any of that. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing calling someone on the telephone? What is this, 1950? How am I, <laughs> I going to spell that on the, uh, that thing you just said on the transcript? What yeah, was exactly, it again? exactly. This transcript's <laughs> getting into a lot of trouble. <laughs> Should we throw ourselves into the wheel of death, ladies oh and gentlemen? The wheel of death. When our lovely audience came in here, they threw some random topics onto this chocolate wheel. Today's topics are Circus Clown, the Goldfields, Shiraz, Vegas, Vegan, Jacaranda, Hoodies, Acrobats, User Guide, Leeches, Beatrix, Hands, yeah, Cans... Uh, cheap... Try to make him sound like well, I've got a chance. Cans, uh, cheapskates. Um, we're back to circus clowns. What fills what fills you full of fear? James O'Loughlin's going to take it well, on. Well, Beatrix week. fills me full of because I only have one connection to that, and that is Beatrix Potter, an author who I know very little about. Isn't there a Beat Queen Beatrix somewhere? Is there? I think isn't there? Okay, Queen yeah, Beatrix. There right. was. Okay. Okay. Good. Now I got two. Okay. So All right. I'm let's, totally fine with that one. Okay. Now. Let's hope Beatrix does not come up for James O'Loughlin in the wheel. Of death on Thank God It's Friday. Today's topic is leeches. Who suggested leeches? Thanks for nothing. (laughs) Leeches. James O'Loughlin. I once made the mistake of Googling leeches images. Don't do it. (laughs) <laughs> it is the worst horrible thing. We uh, once went on a bushwalk and uh, through a national park and it had been raining a couple of days before. There were six adults and about 12 kids and it was an idyllic today. It stopped raining. It was quite warm. It was summer and we were ending up at a beach and we got to the beach and everyone, uh, and everyone sat down and then in unison all the 12 children started screaming. They said, ah! Because they pulled off their shoes and they were all covered in leeches, and I had to decide, obviously, which of my children I love most, uh, because all three of them were, were screaming simultaneously, as was, I think, my wife. And the thing about leeches is you don't just go, oh, get off, you can slap them. It's like you have to, you need a chisel and a, a sort of a sharp thing to get under it. And then, of course, if I managed to peel them off, they would have been on me. Uh, and I had better shoes than them, so, you know, I just went home. But it was very <laughs> traumatic for my children. They are just young kids, leeches. Try, I say they're about every dangerous animal. They're just young kids trying to make their way in the world, doing what they need to to survive. But did you know, this is more sort of uh, informational than funny, obviously, um, but hopefully that will change in the next 40 seconds. Uh, 
as you go past, right, they smell your blood and there's about 40 of them in packs and they actually, as you walk past them, they will, as one, kind of sway in your direction. They actually go up in the air. Don't they? they go up in the air and they sway in your direction. Then they leap at your eyeballs. Oh. <laughs> That's only one particular variety. Um, <laughs> that live in Queanbeyan. Uh, <laughs> They're the Queen Bean, uh, the Queen Bean uh, Devil Leech, I think it's called. <laughs> they are the worst animals, but we're lucky because a they only come out when it's raining. I don't know why. Do you know why? I don't know. But I don't know where they are. The rest. I always think that about other animals. Don't you? They, they only come out when it's raining. All right. So the other times, what they just don't exist. Like they're somewhere, aren't they? Might be under your bed. I don't know. Um, but I think come... they work in the parliament. <laughs> they work in the parliament. Yeah. So they come out when they're raining, and also we're lucky they're not bigger. Obviously, aren't they? Like, they're only that big. They could be eight foot long. They could be the size of a freaking python sucking your blood. So that's something good to think about, Um, (laughs) something that will make you happy. The other thing about, and they've become a word, haven't they, you leech? That kind of means someone who sucks, you know, an energy sucker. Uh, someone who's, who's just feeding off the good times. Uh, someone like, I don't, know, I don't want to name names, uh, Kevin, uh, who used to be my friend. You know those friends who are leeches and then you kind of get rid of them and you just feel great. Then you bump into them one time and they say, how come? And you just say, shut up, you leech. Um, I don't know where I'm going from there. What about, uh, what about their use uh, in, in medicine to, to you know, you, you used to leech the body, didn't you? You the, did. You used to medieval. put them on your body yeah. in the same way that people used to, for example, when you had a cut, they used to put a Tasmanian devil on you uh, <laughs> to sort of dig down and, and eat the poison out. But they did leeches for quite a long time, didn't they, and just make you, in Austin's day, that yeah. could be a way in, yeah. couldn't it? Oh, you've cut yourself, I'll get a leech and then, I don't know, who oh, I'll have to remove some of these crinolines. Yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah. but then everyone's screaming too much because of the leeches. <laughs> Tommy, you got something? No, I agree. I, I was thinking the same thing, the idea that you would, the opposite though, you'd put them on yourself uh, to get uh, the, the ministrations of a woman. Oh, no, I just, what's that right there? Yeah. Oh, could you help me? Tear it off. Yeah, no, but it wouldn't work. Because when people say leeches, they just scream and run away. I love leeches. You love leeches. Yeah, they were always, like, as a kid, it was always, like, quite cool when you got leeches on you because you would bleed what? a lot, but it didn't hurt. Mm. Wow. Okay, just yeah, we used to have contests. We would put, like, leeches and ticks next wow. to each other and see who would eat the most fastest. Wow. <laughs> yeah. I once had a, a, a tick in my head. And I didn't want to tell anyone, I think. I had hair then, so it was disguised. And I just caught it, sort of kept digging at it with my finger. It took five days. And, uh, and sorry, I used to still get blank patches at one point. I think you've got a little bit of my brain. Yeah, uh, but I got most of it. There's still a little bit in there, sort of burrowing around, but um, it makes it interesting. So this has gone from informational to funny, back to bad horror, informational, yeah. and now to a horror show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> if it's you had a leech. But don't Google, don't Google leeches' images. No, do not do that. Mm. But what a leech, is a, are mosquitoes, like if you had a leech on you, would the mosquito be just as happy to hit the leech? Yeah. Like, could you use leeches as mosquito... Protection. Well, that's right, because ah, the, right. The, the, the mosquito just wants blood. It doesn't care whether there's a conduit involved. Yeah, that's what I was wondering. Yeah. I feel like it would be quite hard for a mosquito to get purchase on a leech. Like, it would be sort of... <laughs> it just Anyway, it's just I've thought about leeches, obviously, a lot more than... Wouldn't that be great? It's normal. <laughs> Wouldn't that be great, though? You had a leech on you, and then the leech is so psyched about sucking your blood out, the mosquito's up the back on its back going... <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, siphoning its tank. The leech is going, mate, I'm sucking. No, I'm still not full. <laughs> Especially if it was a giant queen being devil leech. Exactly. They're going to be there all week. <laughs>
Thank God It's Friday with Richard Glover. Who's our queen being... Audio, oh, you're going to have to go back to that place. Oh, it's so scary. scary. Do you know what yeah. we did? I did uh, when that <coughs> incident happened with the children. I did talkback horror leech stories on the radio, and someone said he woke up a man mm. to have a leech mm. on it. What's the mm. way you say penis on radio? Uh, that, yeah. Yeah, yeah, he had one on his penis. Yeah. yeah. Where was he back sleeping in a swamp? Mm. He was camping. <laughs> only, yeah. only one, James. <laughs> 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 now, Walt, Walt Disney is to build an immersive Star Wars hotel in Orlando, Florida, in which guests will get to immerse themselves in the movie Star Wars. What do you think that will feature, and what movie would you like to live inside? Tommy Dean. There's so many choices. Um, this is Disney World, which is different. Uh, I haven't been to uh, Disney World since I was in fourth grade, but Disneyland, Disneyland I've been to a few times recently. Uh, with the children, and uh, even before you get there, you're really immersed in the movie Cars. <laughs> that's, um, that's sort of a prequel. That's kind of nice as you work your way through all of that. Uh, the Haunted Mansion will be fun. Like If you think of the classic Disney rides, I think it will be fun to sort of live in the Haunted Mansion. I think that would be exciting to just you know go about your day as you're having your breakfast, and suddenly ghosts are swirling by in a happy mood, and yeah. you go for a walk in the big mansion, and then every night there would be the big ballroom where they're all singing and dancing and all the rage. I think that would be exciting. But when you ask the waiter for some spirits, you might not oh, get what so you good. want. <laughs> He's so good. Um, yeah, he the nightlife's really dead. <laughs> um, I've actually, I've been, I have been to Disneyland a few times and have actually broken down on the Haunted Mansion four times. When you say broken down, you mean wept? Just cried, cried uh, so. screamed. No, we got stuck on it. Um, oh. been, so I've spent a lot of time there and it is not that fun. It's quite repetitive. Quite well, you had a mechanical breakdown four times. What were you doing? Well, it was four different rides. It happened at different times and it stops and then and you were the stuck common on point. it. Yeah. yeah. I kept sticking spanners in the works and stuff. <laughs> yeah. Obviously. No, the best one, because when you go, there's one section where near the end you go through it as your car that you're sitting in spins, a ghost appears between you and the person you're riding with. There's like three of you in the car. And we broke down once at that point where this thing started. And it was great to hang out with the ghost. <laughs> for like 12 minutes. Right. It was, so it was so a real, it, it was a, I mean, an actor. It was an actor. The, the ghost must have got sick of it. Like at minute one, he's like, woo. Minute like, six, woo. Minute 12, oh, God, woo. Uh, job again. <laughs> Cigarette. <laughs> <laughs> what movie do you want to be in, Zoe? What movie well, do I want to be in? Well, you know, in? in a hotel sense. In a hotel sense. Oh, like a maybe a movie set in a really fancy hotel? <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know, but I think the Star Wars one sounds pretty exciting, uh, although it could go wrong. Like you might find out at, right at the end of the stay that, like, the concierge is your dad. <laughs> um, you have to, like, sleep inside a, one of those sort of space... Snow camels yeah, yeah. Like oh, kill yeah, your yeah. own bed Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> Arrive and you get Instead of a pillow menu You just get like a safari uh, Yeah I don't know I think I would Yeah probably a, like a fan, Home Alone 2 maybe That was in a quite a fancy Ooh, that'd hotel good, That'd it? be yeah. a good one um, yeah. Except there were robbers in that um, Hard to get medical insurance Dunstan too. checks in 
the classic uh, <laughs> classic hotel. I'm seeing movies in hotels. I'm pretty boring. I just want hotel to stay in a hotel. Hotel for dogs is good. Hotel for dogs, yeah. Hotel for dogs be good. Yeah. Where do you want to go, James? Well, look, just on the Star Wars themed motel, I think what would happen, it'd be a bit more psychological than, you know, all the things. So you'd come in as a good person and your journey would follow that of Anakin uh, Skywalker slash Darth Vader. As you stayed there, you gradually become more and more evil until right at the end when you check out, you become good again. Hmm. So, um, that was at the end work. when you check out, you become Peter Dutton. But yeah. <laughs> that kind of checks out. That's, be... sort of, that's sort of how most people behave in hotels, really, isn't it? Yeah, I guess that's <laughs> you just become more <laughs> entitled and mean. And well, when you run the risk of you know, going back to the repetitive joke problem, you're... Like every time people would come to check out, they'd be, well, sir, I would like to settle your bill. These are not the credit cards you were looking for. <laughs> I think being in a, a, a musical would be good for the first t- two or three days. A musical-themed hotel, they'd get a bit really irritating and you'd hate it. Remember that film about the people that ate themselves? And, yeah, and every time you'd say, when's the breakfast served, they'd say, tomorrow, tomorrow. Yeah, oh, be horrible. Yeah. Do you remember that film about the people who ate themselves to death, Le Grand Bouffe? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, that'd be quite good for a while. Uh, until until the death bit. Yeah, yeah. until the death. That would be a, I, I do think, though, that if you think about movies, they're based on conflict. The hero is always in jeopardy, and I wouldn't want that. Like, on a holiday, I would like to be in the bit after the movie before the sequel. Mm. You know, the happily ever mm. after mm. bit before mm. something mm. bad happens again. Just the quiet, nice bit. Yeah, well, well the opposite. Like, but if you, you know, instead of that, so instead of a relaxing holiday, you get to be in the conflict like safely, what if, what if you were like involved in some sort of, you know, sort of rom com farce, mm. and just as you check in, you know, suddenly, you know, like the, the maid comes in and it gets all naughty, and then you have to run to the next room, and then you're constantly coming to check yeah, you in. Yeah, and the yeah. butler comes around, and and as you, every time you cross the room, you know that somebody is changing mm. rooms right behind yeah, you. Yeah. And they're in front of you, mm. and the elevators are opening just as you're going down, and everything. Wouldn't that be great? Yeah, it'd be great. It'd be oh, fantastic. So fun. Like the parent trap, maybe. Yeah. yeah. A bit of that in so it's a slightly exhausting holiday. Oh, it'd be totally exhausting. <laughs> or like a horror movie. Like, what if it was like The Shining? What if you could live in The Shining? Wow. <laughs> Red rum. Yeah. And mm. like, that's how you're like, oh, what if that's room service? And they're like, hey, Jackie's here. <laughs> they do have, don't they have hotels that are like jails? That it's just like a jail that you stay overnight in? Something like. Oh, okay. yeah, I think, I think they have like, jails actually, like that. They have jails like I'm sorry, I, I, I'm just no, that was a friend of mine who did go to jail. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's like when our dog went to a farm. Mm. Uh, <laughs> Come back? No. no. He's still there. Uh, Happy yeah. happily. But I, I do I do worry for it. There used to be a restaurant near our house. Um, it wasn't quite dinner theatre, but the idea was it was called Celebrity and, and your waiter was a famous movie, so like your waiter might be Rocky. Okay. You know, then Rocky Balboa would come up. But not there. the real one. No, not the real Of course not the real one. Yeah, but... time, time's looking really bad for um, <laughs> Sylvester. But, oh, but that was the whole problem with the concept was in, it seemed on the surface at first, it went, wouldn't that be fun to hang out with a guy from a movie? And then suddenly, here's this famous celebrity. Mm-hmm. I really need a glass of iced tea, man. <laughs> you know, I'm really sorry that you got beat up really bad in that yeah. last fight. Yeah. <laughs> and if it was Rocky Balboa, he'd have a lot of trouble telling you about the special. That was always that. That was exactly right. what the hook was all the time. Yeah. Yeah. And he just keeps coming back with big glasses full of raw eggs. <laughs> Rocky, yeah. not raw again. Mate. Raw sides of beef. <laughs> Thank God it's Friday. James O'Loughlin, Tommy Dean, Zoe Kuzma, and our wonderful audience. Thank you for coming. 
You're listening to ABC Local Radio, 10 to 6 is the time. Now, a, a book by Bridget Delaney this week took aim at the wellness industry, with Bridget turning herself into a guinea pig to test drive everything from colonic irrigation and silent retreats to 15-day fasts and hot yoga, most of them with no impact at all. Uh, what's the health fad you've tried and did you get anything out of it, Zoe? Uh, well, the first thing that comes to mind is that I've never tried uh, colonic irrigation. I just want to. I just want that, that on to, the record. I want that on the record. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't imagine. On the I transcript. Would, yeah, I don't imagine I would get anything out of it. Although it might get something out of me. <laughs> <laughs> um, I couldn't even deliver that joke. Uh, it was just so hacky. But um, uh, I well, my mum was a real wellness fanatic back in the eighties, nineties. So when I was growing up, we sort of like went through all of them, but as children. So it was like like the only chocolate in our house was Combantrum worming treatment <laughs> and <laughs> I used to pretend like to have worms so I could get chocolate and just be like mum my bum's itchy so we could have the which is terrible um, and uh, and she used to she used to brew kombucha uh, which is like this What's kombucha? Kombucha is like a fermented It's basically It's just made out of like Bacteria and nightmares And <laughs> it's just It's like a fermented tea So she had that grow, and None of it You know I don't think any of this sort of stuff Actually you know Did anything But I've sort of I've done a few of them I did uh, uh, oil swishing for a while Has anyone oil heard of that? Swishing. Oil pulling Which is where you swish coconut oil Around in your mouth And it doesn't How does that go? It makes your teeth feel Kind of clean I suppose mm. But it's like but the smugness, oh, is great. <laughs> um, it's just like veganism. Nothing tastes as good as smugness feels. Growing, uh, up, in, growing up in the 80s, though, did the, did, the household, did the household have the the Vogel's bread, you know, the, the, the uncut Vogel's bread, the loaf that you could kind of Wear that. kill passers-by yeah. with? Yeah. Mm, we had that. And you had to use a chainsaw. And you'd look at it, it yeah. and you'd look at all these seeds and go, Mum, is there any freaking bread in here? Yeah, yeah. It's just seeds with yeah. glued together. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. James and I both grew up in the Amish part of uh, Canberra. Canberra, yeah. <laughs> that, take that back because Amish eat well. Yeah. Just so we're clear, I grew up in real Amish town and they eat well. Yeah, but it's unprocessed food. You know, they don't go yeah, for but the they don't. They don't mess around with bringing the field into your bread. They, they know how to grind it up because they've got all day and nothing else to do. <laughs> Just trying to get through all those layers yeah. of clothing. I, I went to a bloke who was a hypnotherapist once. Oh, yeah. And... Uh, and he put me under and he said, you're now hypnotised. And, and I wasn't. And I knew I wasn't. But I felt bad for him. <laughs> so I tried to act like I should if I was hypnotised and speak. You know, he asked me questions and I'd sort of try to add, like, yes, master, and all this stuff. And then I think the worst bit on the video, if there was one, which there wasn't, would have been me in inverted commas, coming round. <laughs> yes. I'm now bringing you up. You're getting lighter. You're going, and I, I'm sort of like shaking my head and going, oh, 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 gosh, I feel kind of strange. strange. <laughs> and he kind of looked at me funny, but I knew, you know, having committed to it, I had to continue to be committed to it. Um, and then I, got, <laughs> then I got out. So I don't know if he knew or not. Uh, had a big impact on you, the uh, hypnotherapy? Well, my acting's not very good. Yeah. Uh, I didn't. I, I've, I I've come did. here to try to confront a problem. What problem, sir? I'm a really bad actor. Yes, that's right. <laughs> and I did yoga. Uh, I still do yoga. I do it at home now because it, it alleviates the problem I had when I did classes when I was at university. And that is the relaxing bit of yoga at the end. Uh, I fell asleep 
and clearly I snored because what I remember is coming to. So I didn't, I didn't go under in hypnotherapy. I did go under in an exercise class, uh, yoga, and I just, I just remember coming to and hearing people laugh and the, guy, and the teacher going, don't laugh, he's just over-relaxed. <laughs> Tommy, have you ever gone in for this wellness no, stuff? No, no, I have not and I never will. It's a foolish waste of time. I have long held that the healthiest way to live is to eat the worst stuff. <laughs> I have never used anything but real butter. I uh-huh. use proper oils. I deep fry regularly. I cook to well done. I love to braise meat. I like all the animals, and I often mix them together. <laughs> I quite like cheese. I like cheese mixed with animals. I like dairy. I like dairy mixed with cheese, which is another kind of dairy, mixed with meat, mixed with other animals. And I'm doing quite fine. <laughs> A lot of people look at me and think, oh, I look good. I'm 97. <laughs> I am 97 years old, and I believe in slow-braised meat, cheese, and milk in your full-strength coffee. I smoke unfiltered cigarettes. <laughs> the secret is I don't cheat on my wife. It's adultery. Adultery is what's killing men. <laughs> I believe in the no-adultery diet. You don't drink, though, do you? Well, that, too, I don't drink. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, there you go. There you go. He doesn't cheat on his wife because he, he hasn't got any energy left because he's eating such a bad diet. <laughs> I've never met a woman that is good as butter on bread. <laughs> Hi, Anita. <laughs> Who were the winners and losers of this week? Anita, obviously the loser, but James. Uh, okay, we have reached a point in our society I like to call peak headline. I read this headline on news.com.au. Today, Iggy Azalea denies she's got butt implants. There's so many things I like about it. The fact that you can be a story that you're denying you've got butt implants. Here's a scoop, news.com.au. I deny having butt implants. Uh, I also love the fact that we've got to the point where you can say butt implants, not implants in your bottom. So I don't know who's winning and who's losing there. I think we're all winning at allowing us to get great headlines. You know, you don't have to wait for a story that says so-and-so celebrity has butt implants. It's just uh, enough for a headline that someone denies having yep. butt implants. I love it. It's lovely, isn't it? It's, yeah, a, yeah. it's such a good world we live in. Uh, Zoe, who were, the, who were the winners and losers of this week? Uh, look, today I was uh, winner. I was well. The losers are obviously the greens. They're losing all sorts of things. Um, but the uh, the winners. I I was reading a lovely story about a uh, lioness who was photographed nursing suckling a baby leopard. In the Serengeti, which I thought was very beautiful and quite parallel with Larissa Waters. Um, (laughs) Look what happened to Larissa Waters. Similar environments, you know, the wilderness and question time. You sure she wasn't just preparing dinner? What? Yeah. No, yeah. what? Yeah. Fattening it up, yeah, going yeah. like, oh, what? that's a bit like the weird leech mosquito <laughs> thing. It's like, I'll eat the food, then I'll turn it into milk and give it to this baby, then I'll eat the baby. Yeah. That's yeah. weird. Yeah, that's what those... That sounds really good to me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's dinner at Tommy's yeah. tonight. Yeah, milk really and meat, Tommy's happy. And then I'm going to braise it in more milk. So, so the, winner, the winner is the world for having such a beautiful photograph to, to contemplate. Who are the losers? Zoe? Oh, I said the Greens. Yeah. Oh, the, oh, the Greens. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Tommy, yeah, the winners and losers. Uh, look, I, w- a lot of big TV. I've been watching a lot of TV this week uh, with school holidays coming to an end and uh, very excited. The Game of Thrones, uh, very excited, like the world. The Game of Thrones came back. And in one of the rare moments, a lot of the, recently, there was a lot of anger in the world because Ed Sheeran appeared in the first episode of Game of Thrones. And it was the first time in Game of Thrones when a guy came on and I knew who it was. <laughs> 
So I was quite pleased with that. Hmm. Yeah. Oh, that's Ed Sheeran. Yeah. I know that guy. Yeah. He sings and stuff. That's what he's doing. He's singing around a campfire. Was he singing? He's singing. Yeah, he was singing. Was he singing an Ed Sheeran song? It didn't matter. It's just mad that I, I recognized a guy yeah. in Game of Thrones and knew what would probably happen. That's Ed Sheeran. He'll probably sing. Yeah. Yes, this show makes sense finally. <laughs> After seven seasons, it makes sense. <laughs> and as a loser, and I really should have I was. Uh, my son is 15 years old. And oh, I'm, you're not going to call your son the loser no, no, of the no, week, no, Me, I'm calling me the loser because oh, good. Uh, he. he in a world of trust that I don't understand, asked me to help him use clippers to uh, pare his hair back a little bit. And, um, well, I got a little excited. <laughs> is I, his name now Van Gogh? Well, <laughs> here's what came to me, is that they talk often of the bowl haircut. You put a bowl on your son's head and cut around it. My son apparently has been uh, subjected to the side bread plate method. <laughs> <laughs> Please thank James O'Loughlin, Tommy Dean and Zoe Coombs. Ma... Thanks for being part of Thank God It's Friday. Next week, Rail Colleen, Rebecca and Tommy. Music from Emma Matthews in the role of Melba. Thank you.